Welcome everyone to the GCMC podcast, episode four. Really excited about today's episode. The topic for today is something that has consistently come up when I speak with hiring managers and recruiters that they so often look for, but that many times is really difficult to find in candidates. And that topic is curiosity. So I've consistently heard this from employers across every industry. It could be professional services, finance, CPG, marketing. It's really a universal need. And today we hope to get to the bottom of what curiosity is, what it means to have it, uh, how you can even flex your curiosity muscles. And I think we're gonna be talking about even a lot more than just that. And to do this, we brought on an actual expert on curiosity. So we are fortunate to have Baruch alumna Elise Kane today to speak um, with us about curiosity. In addition to her ties to Baruch, um, her unending support of Baruch students through hiring, mentoring, and teaching. Um, Elise was also formerly the VP of Co Consumer Insights at Colgate Palmolive. Um, she is one of the most curious people I know and is really somebody who understands what curiosity is and has talked to me about this uh, issue over the years. So Elise, welcome to the GCMC podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And before we kick off on the conversation, why don't you take us through your background? Okay, so um, as you mentioned, my most recent role before my current role was VP of Consumer Insights for Colgate North America. Right. And I had spent many years at Colgate, well over 20 years at, at Colgate. My background is actually, was originally in um, experimental psychology. So I got my degree in experimental psychology, and then I worked for a couple of years in labs at Albert Einstein and at the Bronx VA Hospital. At that time, I decided to not go for my PhD in experimental psychology and to go for my MBA. Mm -hmm. And I was introduced to market research through a chapter in a book, actually a marketing book. And when I read it, it was so closely paralleling what I loved about experimental psychology, which was understanding what makes people tick. Why do they do what they do and why they make the decisions they make? Right. So it seemed like a perfect segue to move into market research. I started my first career in market research at Weight Watchers, which was an incredible experience, actually. It was, um, it was amazing talking to people about weight and self-image and mm. how they feel about themselves. And after a few years there, I went on to Colgate. I had many different positions there. And I left Colgate after, as I said, many years, well over 20 years. I left Colgate last September. Mm -hmm. And I am now an adjunct professor at Baruch. Actually, That's right. Teaching market research and graduate level. And I will be teaching consumer behavior. That's amazing. Excellent. So if we kick it off to just when we're talking about curiosity, I think that curiosity becomes one of those buzzwords for some people who don't fully understand it. So somebody's saying, just be more, more curious, right? So when you think, and sometimes people don't know what that means. So when you think about curiosity, Lise, what does that look like? What does it mean? Just give us a sense of what that is. So for me, curiosity really is this unrelentless desire 
to learn more and know more. It's questioning things rather than just leaving things as, as they are the status quo. You, you delve into more and more things. You want to learn more and more. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the way, the way it shows up is in asking questions and um, seeing that something isn't quite what you thought it would be and trying to figure out, you know, is that, is that real? What you think about it, is that, is that the truth? And continuously digging and understanding. And, and so what is it, what is it about that? So what is it about continuously digging to find understanding, um, questioning um, yourself and your thoughts? Why, what it, why is it so important for people to be curious? So if you're curious, as I've said before, you do have this passion for learning. Okay. And better understanding what's going on around you. And what I find is that, you know, people that are curious also tend to look around them and observe what's going on and they identify things that may not be working as well. And they think about how can I put how can I make it better? That curiosity, I feel, is very correlated with this desire to act and, and do more and make things better. Mm -hmm. And so in the workplace, and even in your own life, but in the workplace, challenging the status quo, questioning things, and making things better is a really important quality mm -hmm. and I, it's what makes you stand out versus the rest actually but even so say a person doesn't actually have a job yet they don't have an internship or they're looking for a job how is, aren't those things that are important in people's lives in general that they need yeah, absolutely because regardless of what you're doing right trying to leave things better than you found them, making your life better knowing mm -hmm. more if, it, if you're looking for a job the things that you might discover through curiosity, through digging deeper, you might end up wanting something different than you thought you wanted or identifying hmm. an opportunity that you might not have seen before. Right. And so being curious and learning what's out there and understanding what different roles are. So I have a lot of people that network with me and they say they're, they're interested in marketing, market research, data analytics, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. And then when I try to understand exactly what it is that they're interested in, they often can't articulate it because they don't know enough about the field. And so I do try to connect them with people in the industry so that they can just learn more about what's the day-to-day -day like, how do people get into the industry, what do they like about it, what don't they like about it. And that can really help guide them on what they want to do. Right. Okay, so I'd love to role play a little bit of curiosity. So if, if there's a student who feels they aren't as curious, as curious as they could be, and they're sitting on a train, they're reading a book, whatever it might be, like, what is, what are some steps that they could take to start flexing their curiosity muscles? So one of the things that I used to tell the people that worked for me is that during the day, as we're sitting on the train, as we're reading a book, as right. we're listening to somebody talk, it doesn't mm -hmm. really matter what we're doing. We get these fleeting thoughts in our head. Mm -hmm. And very often it's, I wonder, or hmm, I'd like to know more of, 
or what does this mean? And I tell people to pay attention to it. And you know, in the workplace particularly, I tell people, write it down. And mm-hmm. of course, with our cell phones, you can write anything down anytime, anywhere, because right. your cell phones are always with you and you can always take notes on it. Right. And so you write them down so that you can then act on them later. And, but what happens is that usually these thoughts come so fast and so fleeting that within five seconds, you've lost them. Right. And so if you could just pay more attention to those questions that you have, those thoughts that, that you have, things that you want to know more about, and then act on that curiosity mm-hmm. on those thoughts. Often we're just moving from one thing to another. And I think, I mean, I think people are, some people are more curious than other people, but I think everybody has a certain level of curiosity. We just don't always act on it. And acting on it could be researching it, could be asking people about it, could be bringing it up in some sort of social situation to find out if people have thoughts about it, things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then depending if if it came up and there's an a potential way to use it and then acting on it mm-hmm. right so get that learning get that understanding ask the deeper questions get those answers and then what are you going to do with it right and when you we we talked a little bit about um uh, about sort of the value that curious people bring to teams in a work environment so in particular on your teams why was it important to have curious people? So particularly on my team. Particularly on your team, yeah. As a market research department, mm-hmm. our job is to really know people, understand culture, yep. understand people on a very, very deep level. And so from in market research, I believe that curiosity is one of the most important characteristics mm-hmm. in identifying somebody that's that's good. Mm-hmm. Issue is, it's hard on an interview to always to identify curiosity. It just it just is difficult. You can talk to people and try to get a feel for how they live their lives and 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 what they do and what kind of questions they ask. But it is hard to identify it on on an interview. But it is one of the most important characteristics in the world of market research because basically it is your job. Right. The other thing is. The other thing is, is that, um, as I mentioned before, that a lot of times in the workplace, you do things habitually. Mm-hmm. And it, the whole company does it habitually. It's not just you personally. And sometimes that's fine, it's efficient. But other times the status quo, quo just needs to be changed. Things change. Right. The environment changes, marketing changes, market research changes, You know, new trends come up and so that really in order to challenge the status quo i think you do need to be curious Mm -hmm. and that curiosity needs to drive you into action Mm -hmm. one thing that you've talked about even just around that too right so the flip side of that would be um and this is one thing you've said to me before people who aren't motivated by their curiosity ultimately they're going to have little impact on making things better for an organization. And if that's the case, they're not going to be successful. 
Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and it doesn't matter what group you're in. It doesn't matter whether it's market research. I mean, you asked me personally for my right. group. Right. And my group should be defined as the, the curious function of the organization as right. a market research group. But it doesn't matter what group you're in that really you, you need to think about how do I make, how do I think, leave things better than I found them? Mm -hmm. And I think that to do that because it's, it's an extra step in, in your day. It, it's, um, it's about thinking about your workplace differently. It's not just about the job that you're doing. Then I think you need to be curious. And does that mean maybe stopping as well from the day to day and making time for it? So, you know, this goes back to why I say you got to write this stuff down. Right. right? <laughs> you have to write it down because the day to day is so, even more now than ever before, it, it just pulls you in so many different directions. All of the different screens that you have, the fact that when you're relaxing, whether you're on the train, taking a train ride, right. no matter what you're doing, your phone is ringing, or you're looking at your email, or you're looking at your text, you're getting interrupted all of the time. And so that just sucks the ability to pay attention to things. And if you're not paying attention to things, you can't be as curious. Right. And so that's why I say you really have to attend to those fleeting thoughts and when possible, write them down. Any other thoughts? You know, one, I remember you had talked about this one story of um, an admin that was on your team and how curiosity had changed things in your mind about her. Yeah. Share that if you could. So I love the story because yeah, it really does exemplify how curiosity can really motivate a person and really define their success. Mm -hmm. So I had this admin mm -hmm. and she actually graduated from Baruch. Oh. Coincidentally, right. it was coincidental. But um, she had majored in marketing, but she was actually interested in market research. Mm -hmm. And she came to Colgate and she took a job as an admin because breaking into market research at that time was, was difficult to do. And um, when I used to give her, so this, this goes way back into the either late 80s, early 90s, yeah. but um, your admins still type your reports for you. So you hand wrote your reports and then your admins type them. We weren't using uh, PowerPoint and doing our own, um, we weren't typing our own reports at the time. And I would give her a report to write and she'd come to me and ask me, why did you say this? Why did you do this? Why was the design this way? Hmm. How come you made that conclusion? And I was just really impressed that she was actually reading the report and I was just typing it right. and really impressed that it interested her enough for her to formulate these really good questions. Mm -hmm. And so, She'd ask me all of these, these questions and I would explain to her why I, I was doing what I was doing and how I made the decisions that I, I made. And in doing that, I was actually training her. It wasn't necessarily intentional, but she was asking these questions and then I was explaining to her 
why we were doing what we were doing. And by doing that, I was actually training her in market research. And then it got to the point of about a year later where she wasn't asking anymore why we were doing what we were doing as frequently, but now she was giving her own opinions about <laughs> what she thought she agreed with or if she thought she had a different take on the data. Mm -hmm. And so she'd come and she'd say, I, I read the report you wrote, I typed it, and I noticed that you said this, and I'd love to hear why, because when I looked at the data, I interpreted this way. And again, that, was, that showed so much initiative, which again, I think is highly correlated with curiosity. Mm -hmm. I think those two do go in hand. And so she showed not only a lot of initiative, but also curiosity again. And sometimes I would say, hmm, that's an interesting take on the data. And it got to the point where I, okay, I'm going to let her write the report, right? After a year and a few months of this dialoguing, and then I, we, she started writing the reports. And after we would show it to the head of the department and say, what do you think about this report? Mm -hmm. And they'd say, it's, it's great. Why are you asking me? And I'd say, this woman wrote it. And eventually we decided that we were moving her into market research. And That's she's fantastic. had a very successful career. She's still in market she's, research. She, she's still in market research. That's fantastic. I think what you know the two the, one of the things about a story that I love right is that um, she didn't just ask questions why this why that but she was formulating good questions. It sounds like having taken the information, processed it, and saying, "I see the data is this. You're making this conclusion. Why are you doing that? Because when I looked at it, I was making this conclusion." Mm -hmm. And like, she's already done that work. Yep, she was absolutely. motivated, like you had said actually too, right? She was motivated to action through that curiosity. Absolutely. And I feel like what's the most important thing almost in this is getting a sense and feeling where your curiosity motivates you to action. And I think that if you're a curious person, you have to act. You have to act. You have no choice but to act. Yep. Because part of what drives that curiosity would also be driving your desire to act on what you've learned then. Mm -hmm. And so I do think those things go hand in hand. And as I said before, I think you know, curiosity, action, initiative, passion, I think that they are all related. Elise, any other thoughts um, as we close up this podcast? Session. The only thing I would like to reinforce yes. is what I've said twice already, which is pay attention to those niggling thoughts that you get that are fleeting because that those thoughts are really the big questions. Mm -hmm. We don't pay attention to them, but they really, they lead to the big questions. Mm -hmm. And um, what you do with them could actually be life-changing depending on what your situation is. And those thoughts just come from each person's inner self yep. in, their, in, 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 in sort of reaction to what the outside world is giving them. Yep. I mean, we all have those That's moments so where we don't necessarily say it this way, but where it's kind of like, hmm, I wonder. Yep. Don't, don't, don't not pay attention to it. Pay attention to that when, when you get that thought.
Elise, thank you so much for this. This thank is fantastic. You. Thanks, listeners, for tuning into the GCMC podcast, where we look to get off-the-record thoughts and perspectives from individuals who have been hiring managers and in hiring positions in their careers. The GCMC is here for Zicklin MBA and MS students and alumni for their careers wherever they are, so be sure to stay in touch with us.